welcome to the show. We have to talk. I got a good friend of mine here. I'm going to introduce this individual in a moment, but I have a surprise for him. He probably doesn't know, uh, and he will know when I tell him. Uh, he goes by a couple names, you know, or he goes by this phase. He goes by JP. He goes by, or I call him Mr. Power, even though his last name is uh, Poyer. Uh, he goes by Jinx, Jinx Exclusive. Uh, this individual. Hey, taking uh, it back. Yeah, yeah. I've known this, this gentleman for well over a decade. And and just being a, having him a part of my life and being a part of his life is, is one of the the greatest things for me because he's uh, very influential. He probably doesn't know that. I probably have never said that to him, but I want to tell him that. He is so influ- influential. And the reason why I have these guests on my show because they're influential not only to me, but also to the world. And he's influential with, whether it's working with uh, younger people, youth, or even work with an adults. You know, he he is like a, he's like a little big brother, so to speak. You know, you know he's younger than some of us, but then he's, you know, he kind of, he, well, he's taller than me, but <laughs> when it's all around you, like he's the big brother, you know, but you know, but he's not. <laughs> he's very open. He's willing. You know, he, he is stubborn at times. I gotta keep it real with him. But you know, I've known this gentleman. He will even take credit for some of your ideas and, and say that they're his. I know what you're talking about. You <laughs> actually want to do a podcast where I interview. Oh my bad. <laughs> That's okay. He, he wants to be a part of this anyway. So lo and behold, this is the, the good friend, the homie uh, Joshua Poyer, the sneaker collector, the the the. the <laughs> The toy collector or, or, or vinyl toy collector, the beat maker, the photographer. Wow. And the intro yeah. to this show was actually the music is he actually actually produced that. And it's called it was for Dilla. That was the for Dilla beat. That's the That's intro Fredilla. for this for this particular episode. My, my man Jinx Exclusive uh, Yo. made that. Thank What's you up? For What's that, up? Yo, this is amazing, bro. Let me I'm so happy to be, you know, first of all, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for, for even wanting to, to talk. You know, you're, you're a big brother to me. Um, I appreciate those words. And, and you know, it's um, it's funny you say those things because a lot of that is, is how I feel about you. I think you're incredibly influential. Um, I know you've shaped and really, um, you know, you really put the gas in my tank when it comes to working with youth and, and how to do it from a place of like integrity and authenticity because of um, when I first started working and observing you and how you work with young people. So I just wanted to, to name that and say like anytime, you know, I'm doing my work and people talk about um, who who was a mentor, or who has influenced you, I always I always say your name. Even people in the room don't know who you are. I say your full name, Savar Francis. Good, I appreciate because, that. Because um, that's 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 just what what it is. So happy to be here. Happy to talk any and everything. Let's let's do it. Let's get to it, man. I mean, you have in your background people who can't see it. I'm still not sure if I'm going to post a video of these, but I am doing screenshots. Uh, there's some <laughs> photos behind you. In, in let's talk about photography. You know, one of your passions. You know, you have taking it to another level from where when I remember when I first started doing photography and I would talk to him like, yo, Josh, this, this shoot. Well, why don't you model? Nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you, or you would show like, ah, whatever. <laughs> to, yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> to like, yo, this is my craft. This is my art. And you know, and you took it even further than me. You continue to push me because, you know, and, I, and I've had things that in my, in my life that stopped me you know, internally, but you have taken it to another level. Talk about what's your inspiration? Why, why did you start? Why do you do it? And do you love it? Mm, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, I think, 
so just a little bit of context of the, the type of personality that I have. I have a very addictive personality. Oh, and, you yes, know, you do. We're very similar in, in, <laughs> yes, in that way, do. where it's like when I, I don't just dip my toe in the water, I cannonball all the way in <laughs> until there's nothing left. And then I'm like, all right, let's find another pool to jump into. So I throughout my life, I've always like you know, just dabbled with different things. Right? I like to use that word dabble, right? So I, whether it's graffiti, whether it was um, art, like whatever it is. And um, photography um, over the course of like my life has always been like the one single thread. I remember being a young kid and um, my dad gave me like this old rink-a-dink like film camera, but I was so mesmerized by it. Like it looked so dope just putting in the film what like that process of doing that and cranking it i was like in love with it my photo sucked but i love the idea of like carrying this thing that can freeze time right cameras free it freezes time forever and you can kind of remember this moment um for, for as long as you live so I, I just love that idea of being able to freeze time pause a moment um and, you know, as I went through my life, I, you know, I put the camera down, started making beats. Um, once that finished, you know, I started doing other things, graffiti and all, whatever. But I always came back to the camera at some point. I think the first camera I bought with my own money was, uh, I don't know if you remember, the uh, Sony CyberShot. It was like wow. a camera as thick as this, like, <laughs> tissue box. You can't even see it, but it was huge, right? But I carried it. I put it in my pocket. You see this big bulging <laughs> block in my pocket. But I just love this idea of, like, yo, let's, let's, let's capture this feeling. Let's capture these moments because we may not experience that again. Um, and then, yeah, once, you know, the smartphone wave came in and even before smartphones, sidekicks, I remember I had my sidekick and I was always taking photos at like two megapixels, you know, like the photos are all good. Good luck up. with that. <laughs> I know. yeah. <laughs> oh, but I just, yeah, I just appreciate it. And then, you know, I just, yeah. I took the leap like maybe like what, five years ago or so. And, um, you know, I, I had a, a kind of like entry level camera just to experiment. And I was like, you know what? F this, I'm I'm gonna I'm cannonballing. I'm just gonna go in and, and I, I took a I took a lot of money and I just bought a, a Fuji system with lenses and everything and I just jumped in and um I, I've been learning ever since, learning from from people like you and from from other people that I study, just like trying to craft my own voice and the idea of like this phase is like, you know, as much as we love photos, um, you know, sometimes um you know, memories fade, right? As we get older, we may not remember certain things, but the photos will always remain, right? Like that, that feeling will always remain. Um, you, it's kind of like when, you know, you can like smell, right? It's like one of those, those things where like, you cannot have smelled something for decades. And if you smell this one scent, it brings you back to that time and place, right? Whether it was like a dish or a kind of meal that a, a loved one made for you, um, you know, a certain kind of popcorn smell that takes you back to a certain movie theater when you were younger. So for me, it's like, I try to use my photography as that, as like that, that scent that kind of reminds you of how you felt when you took that image or where you were in your life. So that's kind of like where, where I'm at with my photography, you know, and um. I'm just trying to trying to keep it pushing you know it, it's it's it could be difficult at times especially now it's hard 
with quarantine and COVID to, to find inspiration. You're in quarantine, you're, you're, you're home. Um, but this is the time where creatives rise. And I'm so happy that you're using this time to elevate voices, even your own voice and, and do this, um, this platform, because this is what we need. We need people to exercise their creativity in new Absolutely. ways. Um, so I commend you for that. So yeah, that's, that's just a little bit. So I have my, my Instagram, my website, this phase.com. And- we're going to talk about all that later. Come on. Oh, dope, we, dope, we're going to get into that, man. We want to, this is about, that is about you, but this is about, you know, I want the world to know who you are. I want the listeners to know who you are. I mean, yeah. and this is really important to me. Even to when I was, I was a young person to, to an adult always said, when I, whoever I met, I'm like, yo, the world should know who you are. You know, and mm-hmm. this is what, this is what this is about. But back to the photography really quickly. Yeah. What type, what, what, what are your favorite shots? Do you like landscape or you're a Porsche person? What, what, what is it that you like? And then, and then, and then, yeah. and then follow up black or white or color. Yeah. So that's a great question. So when I first got my camera, I had every intention on being like cityscape landscape photographer, right? Yeah. We live in New York city, best city in the world. It's like, you can, there's so much to take photos of. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go around each borough and take photos of the city and buildings and people. And then once I got my camera, I found myself doing a lot of um, portrait meetups, right? So taking shots of models, just doing yeah, portrait yeah. work. And I've really started to like it. And just like, you know, showing people in, in a different way than they actually even see themselves. Um, so those are dope, so by the way. My- Doing photo yeah, meetups are dope, by the way. Yeah. I've done, I've done work fun. with people. It's better. It's actually better doing the photo meetups than doing work with people. Sorry about that. But go ahead, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. We did a couple together, too, and it's just really fun. You get to meet interesting people. Um, and then you get to also see how, like, how not to do the work, right? Because sometimes you'll have some folks that are so thirsty to grab a certain model and, and they all take the same shot and the same perspective and it, sh- it amplifies like how different and how creative you have to kind of turn it up. So that way you kind of separate yourself from the pack. So it forces you to be different in many ways. Um, so yeah, I started doing the portrait work. So most of my stuff is in portrait, but I find myself now, um, especially recently with, with all the marches, all of um, the civil unrest, kind of leaning towards like documentary journalism style, Dope. just capturing like um, got, what's happening on the ground. I have some ideas for you. When, 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 a little bit later, we can talk about those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, like black and white, I think it, with, with the documentary work is really powerful, just kind of stripping away um, all the things that could distract and just keeping it on like the moment. Simplicity. Um, simplicity sells right and so the documentary work is usually black and white but my creative stuff would be in color um I'm a and big... another another jewel another piece of it too that I, I not many people know but i'll tell your your core uh fan base here is like the name this fades also comes from the fact that on all of my images um I do something called Crush the Blacks, where all my blacks have a faded look um, in the oh, post-production. Oh, exclusive. So that's, <laughs> so that's a little thing. Like, this fades is like I'm, I'm fading the, the blacks in, in all my photos. The blacks are faded at least a little bit. So. And why is that? Why did you choose to fade the blacks? I, I, I just like that, that matted um, look. I like that faded look it makes it feel a little rustic it makes it feel a little weathered um and i, weathered. Know, I, I, I love that word we- <laughs> yeah, weathered. um and yeah I, I don't know i just i like i like the feeling it gives um 
it's just, I don't know, it's just something I like to do. Yeah. I totally agree with you when you go on these meetups, you, you have to think outside of the box. You have to, because it's like a model there and like 20,000, I'm exaggerating, 33, that's more like it, 33 <laughs> photographers doing the same shot. And sometimes yeah. you, gotta look for the, you gotta look for the outside thing. Like, you know, for me, I remember one of the last ones we went to, I went to, no, one of the last ones, I think two, a year or two ago, we went to Brooklyn where there was a bunch of graffiti. And I yep. just, and I happened to walk by and I, and I see this, this, this woman with a pair of roller skates on it. And I'm like, can I shoot your skates? And like the other photographer's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, y'all bugging. And yeah. I shot the skates. I'm like, I'm like, yo. Like, That's it- different. That perspective <laughs> is unique. Everybody's looking at like this whole woman and you zone in on like the piece of her that's really different than everyone else. And she's wearing some, some cool ass skates. Why not accentuate that and blow right, that up? Right. Like, I think that's, that's genius. No, definitely. I know she did hit me up for like, yo, can I have that? Thank you for taking yeah. my dude. Like, <laughs> I guess, I mean, nothing against you, you know, but everyone was shooting the same thing. So I yeah. just wanted to change it up. Um, yep. So stories and stories are really important. Can you, give me, give me one. Of, get, can you share with us a, a photography story that, Maybe maybe triggers you or or excited you, wherever you want to go, go with this. Mm, a photography. It could be. It could be. It could even be posts. Like someone hits you up, like, "Yo, can I have all your prints?" Like anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I will say this. I think one one of the things um, I'm really happy and proud of is so you know doing photography most of my work is like just like collaboration doing stuff for free like just trying to get my my work out there and then i made it like last year early last year i said yo i'm i'm going to have uh, at least three paid gigs this year like just three right whatever however it looks what i i want some paid gigs. Um, but I knew in order to get there, I may need to volunteer my services so people can see the quality and value of my work. So um, in the Bronx, I don't know if your listeners know, but the, before last year, there wasn't any bookstores in, in the Bronx. And we had a Barnes and Noble. We had a Barnes and Noble um, in Co-op City, but they, they closed that they store down to build a Saks Fifth Avenue off Fifth Avenue store, which ended up closing down like last year or early this year. Or something. Um, so the Bronx, no bookstore, crazy, right? Um, so uh, found out that in the South Bronx, there was an independent bookstore that was about to open up owned by yes. women of color from the yes. Bronx. So I'm like, wow, this is super dope. And it was opening up like late um early spring um of of 2019 so i'm like man it would be super dope if like i can shoot the opening and um i kind of hang around that area sometimes so i know some people in the area and, and i came across one person and she told me that she was working the grand opening of this store and the store is called the lip bar she was saying hey i'm working on you know i've been working with um the owner we're, we're trying to get everything the one thing we don't have is a photographer Okay. She's out of money. She spent her last few bucks on like construction or whatever. She has no money for photographers. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. What's up? She goes, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay, how about let's walk to the bookstore now um, and let's see if she's there and let's, let's see if we can make it official. So we walk over and the owner's leaving. Her, her name is Noel Santos. The owner is leaving. Noel is leaving, going to a car. And my friend like, flags are down like oh no welcome back come back she introduces us we hit it off i shoot the grand opening for free just off of love and like to support a a, a brand new business um 
independent bookstore, the only one in the Bronx, black Latina woman of color, like all of that. We end up building up a, a great rapport and friendship, and she ends up hiring me as her events photographer for the year. Um, and one of those events was like her biggest event at Lehman College um, with the release of uh, Children of um, Virtue. Oh my God, I'm gonna jack this, the name of this book up. Uh, Children of Virtue and Violence, um, which is like this new, amazing, it's the sequel for Children of Blood and Bone, which is essentially like Harry Potter, but with black kids. It's free, it's amazing. So she did this book signing in Lehman. I met the author, hundreds of fans there. It was like the only time she actually, um, you know, spoke to anybody about the book. So anyway, long story short, like, you know, setting that goal for myself in the top of the year, um, really put me in a mindset to like be active, actually be proactive. This is a, a quote that our boy Jovis is always saying: yes, "Be proactive, not reactive," and actually go find those opportunities, even if that means to sacrifice a little bit. So, in, that, in my case, I sacrificed time, right? Because I volunteered my time to take these photos, but in the end, I ended up getting paid. Uh, like I think I did maybe like eight paid um, events for her, um, and it worked out perfectly. So. That's a cool story I like to share because it highlights, you know, entrepreneurship, not on my end, but also like locally in the South Bronx. And then just like, you know, betting on yourself and like taking a chance and understanding like sometimes the best experiences aren't paid or aren't tied to money, but instead they open up doors and avenues so that you can kind of walk through and thrive. So that's a, that's a story yeah, I can share. That's a dope story. That's a dope story. I mean, I, I want to say we into something else we both love. Sneakers. Sneakers. I mean, I'm not. I, I still love sneakers. I don't. I don't go over the top for them as much as I used to. I'm, I still have affinity for them. I still. I still want the New Balance three twenty sevens. I can't get my hands on them. I had them in the. I had the cranberry concept uh, joints in the in the in the in the. Wow. In the uh, what's that? The shopping cart and yeah, we're going when I hit uh. Bye. So anyway, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about these sneakers, man. Like, what's your sneaker collection? Like, what's your holy grail? What made you get into sneakers? You know, like yeah. why sneakers and what you know. Go for it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think a lot of us have a similar story where it's like, as you get older and start to get money, you remember all the sneakers you couldn't get when you were younger because you didn't have the money to get them. Right. So getting sneakers is kind of like finding those shoes that resonated with you as a kid and finally getting them and saying, yes, I have them. Um, and my parents did the best. I like, I, you know, I always had, I had, you know, shoes on my feet. So for that, I think right? there's so many Absolutely. kids that don't even have that. <clears throat> so I think, um, I remember one of my first sneakers I fell in love with, um, and this is not going to be a shoe that anybody knows. I don't even know the the model of the shoe, but I just know how it made me feel. And it was a pair of um, British Knights. I know British Knights. <laughs> and, um, and but it, this specific model, it had like droplets of like patent leather around like the toe box and what, around was, the side and around I, the I, heel. So it made the shoe. <laughs> it made the shoe look like it was wet all the time. It was like, it was just so, such a dope, for me, such a dope shoe. I think I was like maybe in the sixth grade, fifth or so, I something around there. And 
you know, my mom got me the shoe and I never forget, like I was wearing them, wearing them. And one day after school, I went to this, I had my gym bag. Um, cause I went, I went to Catholic school. So this is like, you know, on gym days, you come through with the gym wear, whatever, um, with the sweats. And I went to the store to get something to eat. And I, I dropped my gym bag. I left the store, walked down the block, remember like, Oh shit. I left my bag in the store, went back, bag was gone. And ever since then, I've been trying to find these shoes, man. I don't care if I can't even find them in my size. I got was, you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on the I don't know the name of the model. That's don't worry. Don't worry. Someone's listening. All I know gonna, is that they, they're going to tell us. They always looked wet. They always looked wet. So, I mean, but, um, yeah, man, so sneakers, you know, I, and, and you know me. I, I've, I'm not new to this. We're not new to this. Like, I've been loving and purchasing sneakers for a long time. I wear all my sneakers. I think the only sneakers I, I have... I hate you before. resellers. I'm sorry, I just wanted to yeah. say that. No, I, I feel <laughs> you. I mean, the, it's it's so difficult now to get shoes that you actually love because it's like yeah. people, everybody wants to get them just to resell them or keep them on ice um, or, or take, you know, flaws for, like, Instagram or whatever. Like, Your I shoes think, fall apart. After a few years, so they, wear them. Yes, they do. You have so, to wear yeah. your shoes. Yeah, you have to wear your shoes. So I think the only shoe I probably have two shoes that I haven't worn yet. Um, one of them being the the Cause Jordan Four, the first one, the gray one. Got I got lucky and got that through a raffle. And then um, I have um, some Asics, uh, the Koi Fish. Uh, which was a, a collaboration with the, uh, of having worn them. I put them on to take a photo, um, but I was I was in my house and I put my feet up on the couch just to take a photo, and then I put them back in the box. So those two shoes I haven't worn, but I've worn like my salmon toes. I I you know I was on the the, the Ronnie Kith wave before. Um, no, I know there I was remember. a wave. I remember. So yeah, I remember so you. I, I got, like Shavar, come uh three o'clock in the morning. Let's go see online. I gotta get you a brand, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, this is. This is gonna be a, a thing. Um, <laughs> you definitely did. I'm not yeah, gonna see so, him lot. But I, I loved it, and even you know back then, being part of like that culture, like just camping out. Um, you know, I ended up creating relationships with with people. I had a, a small YouTube series with a yes, few guys did. called United Souls, and we kind of, I mean, in th- reflecting back on it now, a lot of the sneaker YouTube shows that you see now, whether it's um. Uh, uh, the FS Army. What's it? The the, the show with Trinidad James. Soul I forget. Collector. Is it Soul Collector? Yeah, it's through Soul Collector, but it's not the. That's not the. Uh, name oh, of the it's show. called um well, first runs um something like first, that. Yeah, is, is it first full size run? run. There you go. Full size run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full size run. Um, you know, uh, Joe Lapuma has like a podcast now, so like. I don't want to say like we started the wave, but when we you did were there. The show, you were when, there. When we did the show, we we were you know we were maybe some of the first guys to, to pull it together, and those four of us from representing Jersey, Queens, the Bronx, and everybody different backgrounds. So that was really fun. But as I got older and as things got more crazy, it was just like it's not worth the headache if I'm able to get something, you know be online or just popping up in the store then cool i'm not gonna go crazy um i'm i'm in a i'm in a blessed position where you know if i have to pay resale that's reasonable i can do it and actually to your question about grails um i pulled the trigger i I was waiting for it i know it's i know it's coming i pulled the i pulled the trigger on i was waiting um, for it i'm actually gonna pull it out real quick uh for you this isn't that kind of show okay 
This is yeah, not that kind of show. Know. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> so, this gentleman, like you know, we've I've stand on I've stand on lines with the, this guy. We've we've gone to sneaker events. Remember when we went to the Nintendo uh, uh, sneaker event? Yes. With uh, yes. What, what, who was DJ? DJ Clark Kent was there. This is at the time when I, 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 I had the clothing wow. line at I the time. <laughs> I, I remember that, and he had the the. It was the uh, DJ Ryan um, Nintendo Mario joints. They look like Stan oh, yeah. Smith, but I forget who made them. Was it Adidas? Yeah. I don't remember who. who I don't remember them. who, but I do remember us going to that event. Um, I have that picture somewhere. If I can find it, I'm going to. Oh, if you can find that, please <laughs> send me that. That would be super dope. It's but what somewhere. Else, before Kith and, and you know, the, like the shop. Give them the history. Give them the history. Yeah, before Kith was around, um, you know, I used to love going to Dave's Quality Meat. So Dave's Quality Meat, DQM, DQM was, a, baby. was a store um, down on like uh, East 4th or East 3rd Street. East 3rd Street. East 3rd Street. And it was made to look like a butcher shop. So you would walk in and instead of like meat hanging on the hooks, it was like sneakers. Um, and they had like the little, deli, the, the little deli counter. And instead of, you know, slices of ham and turkey, there was like merch and apparel. So it's like super dope. Um, not bougie, like at all. Like all the people that worked there was just super cool and not obnoxious like some of these um other stores I won't name. Um, so anyway, so I, I'll name them, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he used to do, they used to do like some collabs with Nike. Um, they did a, a really dope all suede perforated Nike uh, high top dunk. I, I got that. I the still blazers. have those. <laughs> yeah. The, but you got the purple ones? Purple ones. You said that. the blue ones. Yeah, I remember. Um, the DQM blazers I copped. I copped when, when Reebok dropped the Voltron pack. I copped uh, the, the black and red Voltron. I was there when so, we were trying to hunt them down. Yeah, yeah. So see, this is, we're not new to this. So all that said, um, there was one pair of shoes uh, that I just like, I fell in love with the color scheme. I fell, the, the model itself is one of my favorite models. The Air Max 90 is like one of my favorite model sneakers of all time. Um, and he dropped the, the DQM Bacons. So it was a shoe that had the color palette of like bacon. Um, when they released, I, I couldn't get them. Um, but I knew at, when I was able to get it and I knew they, they were, you know, on, on resale, they were going for 900 plus, right? Depending on the size, even more. And I was tracking them down. One year I found a guy that had a dead stock 10 and a half for a really, really good price. Um, but he ended up like selling them to somebody else. So I recently, um, you know, I, I pulled is this a, is this an unboxing? This is this is an unveiling. Unveiling, yeah. and and I'm I'm not kidding. I already wore these. Like I I don't like I wear my sneakers. And so what you were saying, Shavar, is like if you don't wear your sneakers, the soles are gonna jack up, and you're gonna be outside one day and try to catch a bus, and your whole sole is gonna <laughs> pop off. So um, I pulled the trigger, and all right, I pulled the trigger. So if you knew DQM, you knew anytime you went over there, um, you bought something, they gave you the bag. So yeah. the person I got it from gave me the original bag. Actually, let me turn off my, my Zoom background so y'all can see these. Um, he gave me the actual bag that has um, the DQM on it. So that's the bag, right? When I opened, I took my time when I opened these up when I got them. Man. It was just an emotional moment. And then these are... Oh, those the, are beautiful. I'm a big 90, MX90 fan also. The DQM dunks, baby. 
So, and for those that don't know, there's a, a so these are the quick strike. There's a hyper strike version of these that go for a lot of money. Very, very limited. And on the hyper strike on the tongue, it has the DQM logo, but um, the, the leather on the shoe is like worn out to make it look more like yeah crazy. yeah 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 i've seen those yeah yeah really, yeah really like you know you can find it in like flight club but it's super expensive but i didn't care i just wanted like i didn't need the hyper shot i just wanted these and um i got these i think late last year around the holidays um i was like christmas gift to myself Sometimes um, you gotta like, do really, that. Sometimes you gotta yo, give yourself and, a and gift. I, I put, and the, I had to buy the bullet. Like I mean, I you know, it was a, an investment. But it's again, it's it's one of those things that like as I get older, I'm not you know, I'm not going crazy for sneakers like how I used to. But for certain shoes, I I will move heaven and earth for. So I'm just really happy I was able to to purchase that those pairs and um or that pair. And yeah, that's um a little bit about my, my sneakers. But I have tons of sneakers, you know. We, we we may have to do like a part two, three, four, and five so we can get more. I'm into down. This. I'm down. But I, I want to move us forward because you know there's so yeah. much I want to talk to you about. You you un you did like an unveiling of your home, and in the background you got some collectibles. Oh yeah. Can, can we oh, yeah. briefly talk about the collectibles? Can we briefly like, dude? I, you know me. I you yeah. know the kid robot days. We run up the kid robot and buy yeah, the little zipper pull. I was gonna I was gonna bring up the kid robot days, and that's going going to the store and buying the, the dunnies and the, the spray cans. What? I actually have the spray cans in my office around my, my desk. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, that's something else that, that we've, we've um, you know, kind of always talked about and connected on. It's like our love for like that kind of like pop art. Um, and, and it's just it's just really dope and fun. So yeah, the Funko Pops, I started getting into them um, a while back and I have an, an okay collection, you know, it's like nothing too crazy, but I have some, I have some exclusives. I have, I'm a huge wrestling fan as well, like professional wrestling. So I have like some signed Ric Flair's, Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts, Bret Hart. I have um, an entire like Black Panther collection um, with some of the Chase exclusives. Um, I have Biggie, I have Pac. I'm a huge fan of like 80s movies, um, particularly like the Goonies and the Lost Boys and those kind of movies. So I have all of those. I am looking for Sloth. Anybody out there has a Sloth uh, from the Goonies? Um, I don't care if it's used. So, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have your information in a, in a few minutes so they can uh, oh, yeah. reach out to you. Like, it's I, just I, fun, man. It's it's just it's just fun. I dig it. It it connects me back to uh, uh, um, my childhood and and different things that I've always enjoyed and appreciated um, growing up. So it's just fun. So let's really quickly get this talk about. Does any of this? How does any of this define you or connect you to who you are? Whether it's photography, graffiti, music, or, or toy, does it does it define you, or is it an extension of you? You know, like what does it say about you, or if it does say anything about you? Um, that's a good question. I think all of these things just represent pieces of of who I am. Like there is no, I don't live in a box. None of us should live in a box. You know, like. I come from a multicultural family. Like my mom's Puerto Rican, my dad is West Indian. Um, so my whole life, I've been I've been told to check a box. Um, I hated that growing up. I hated that too because I don't I don't fit in any of these. I'm not just 
you know, Hispanic, Latinx. I'm not just black. Like I'm, I'm a mixture of both. I'm a mixture of everything. So it's like, I think I find myself in all these different like creative avenues and collecting different things because this is how I express myself. The, I'm, I'm interested in multiple things at the same time and that's okay. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just an extension of my personality, the things that I appreciate, the things that bring me joy and happiness, um, the things that connect me to other people. Um, like our love for like vinyl pop figures that that brought us together and fashion brought us together. So a lot of the things that I'm into represent my connectivity to the world and to the people that I care deeply about. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I, I just, I have that personality. Like I just love, I'm into a lot of shit. <laughs> and uh, as long as I have the space to kind of collect and hold these things up, I'm going to do that. I actually interviewed someone and they talked about uh, a person who collects sneakers and and their sneaker collection outgrew their home. So they had to buy a new home for this sneaker collection. Oh, wow. And it's because yeah. you say as long as you have the space. So that might be in your future. You might have to get a bigger home to house your things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you also say, you know, we, sh- we, we shouldn't live in a box. So that is, you take your sneakers out of the box, people. Take, yeah. it, take, take your vinyls out of the box sometimes. Place them on, on your desk. Play, you know, have them Follow you right out. Whatever you want to do, get out of that box. So, JP, this phase, Jinx exclusive, all the above. We're at the point of the show where we do this game. Okay. It's called the. It's like a fishbowl type of a thing where there's a series of questions I ask you, and I'll participate also, and I will answer the question. So, but you, the the rules are, right? You have to answer the question, or you can pass, but you only you're only allowed to have one pass. Got some it. of some of these questions may may be tearjerker. You know, some might be too invasive. Some might be over the top. Some might be fun. Some might might have said, "Wow, I've never thought of that." But like I said, you'll answer those questions, and I'll answer them also. You know, okay. and and I won't pass. I'll, I'll I'll only answer. I'll answer the questions you will answer. I won't pass anything. So are you ready? Okay. Let's do it. First question for the uh, this fades. Let me see. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I answered asked my guest one of these questions before, but. Uh, ooh, you can pass, you can answer. Worst date, I did ask this question before. I'll tell a different story. Worst date you ever went on. You can pass, or you can, because you don't, if you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. No, no, it's fine. I remember, um, damn, this was ages ago. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> so, such a long time ago. I remember I was like, like a, at a party or something. It was like, uh, it was like a friend's um, like happy hour for like their job or something like that. And it was in a very like dimly lit spot. And I see this young woman and we kicking it, whatever, talking. Mom, it's like, it's really dimly lit, but I'm thinking, yo, she's cool. Like, let's, you know, I can link up with her. I don't, you know, we could probably get to know each other on a separate day. So then we set up a day to like, just go to the movies. And I'm in front of the movie theater waiting for her to meet me there. And I, so this one, this woman comes up to me and she goes, hi. I'm like, oh, hello. Like, I don't know who you are. I'm just looking around. She goes, Joshua. I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's me. Bro, she looked completely different 
than what I thought she had looked like. Like <laughs> she had it the club was light. Like, it was the club light. Like, was, 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 like, Cause now you know when you outside of the theater, it's like kind of it's, it's a little more lit because they have the lights and everything. Right, right. And I was like, oh no, how am I gonna get out of this? Because she was, it was I was not um, attracted <laughs> to her to uh, the when least. I when I saw her. So I, of course, I'm not gonna like hurt feelings or anything like that. So we go to we go check out the movie. And she was like trying to feed me popcorn. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I got it. Thank you. Uh, the movie ended. And I was like, yo, you know, that movie was great. Awesome. Like, I'll, I'll give you a call sometime. And I never did. But it was one of those things I completely, it was like, yeah, I thought she looked one way. And then when I met up with her again, she looked a completely different way. I was like, damn, like, what the hell was wrong with my glasses or what? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Not that you should base anything off of looks, but, but um, that's... I have a comment on what you said, and, I, and, yeah. and some people might get upset at me, and it's not intentionally, but whatever. I think people should be alike, allowed to like what they like. You know, and, and, and I know because because I know you said that, and some people say, "Well, it's all about looks," but it is, it is what it is. If a person likes a person's looks, whether like the, the size of their hands or the size of their head, whatever the case may be, allow a person to like what they like. Even if they don't like you, okay. And, like and I want to, and I also want to say, like, it wasn't like that. The night that we met, we were having such like you know deep conversations, and I could get to know who she was. It was very like superficial conversation, chit chat, and hey, let's just exchange numbers. And then when I saw her at this other time, I was like, okay, wow, like you don't look how I thought you would. And then also like, yeah, when you go to movies, you're not gonna have like the most thrilling conversation. But right. we had time in between, like when we met when the movie started like to talk and it just there wasn't anything there so it was, it was just sparks. yeah it was just a waste of time for both of us and I've, I always regretted like <laughs> that so yeah what about you I have a ton of them I told a different one but I have another one that just popped in my head so you remember AOL right Oh, of course. You know the you know the the, 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 the chat rooms and all that. And then that was like pre Tinder and all this other stuff where you would meet people online or what have you. Yeah. And you send a pic to get a pic. You remember, remember yeah. all that? Age sex location pic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I you know I you know we were, well, a lot of us were into that, you know, that's that was if you weren't going outside, that was something. I mean I was going outside, but was that was fun. another way you to meet go people. Outside, but you were still like I was still I was still doing that, you know. And I, you know, I got lucky a few times, you know, mother, okay, you know, got, there was some winning winning chicken dinners, you yeah. know, through there. And this one time, I think this was the last time it made me stop. So <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know if it was one of the last few times. And, you know, I, I don't recall if she sent a pic or she described herself and, you know, she told me what she looked like. So I was like, cool, you know, we'll meet up, whatever, whatever. And she lived in Brooklyn and I live in Harlem. And I go, you know, I go out there and I'm walking. I'm like, you know, hey, you know where you at? I think I called her, see where she was. And I'm standing there and an individual started walking towards me, similar to how your story goes. And it's in, and I'm sorry, man. No, I'm 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 sorry. I'm not sorry because you lied to me. Because <laughs> I thought I was I was expecting something different. You got catfish. I got catfish, pretty much. But you know, the catfish showed up. So this person showed up looking like my she's ah, this is gonna come across wrong. She was a she plus wasn't size. visually stimulating. So yeah, 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 okay, yeah. She, she was a, she was a, she was a, damn it. I'm just gonna you say to go it. To, no, 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 I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. She was roundish, right? 
Okay. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some heat, but whatever. And and she had a coat on that was three sizes bigger than what she was. So imagine this 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 young this young person who was already a plus size person with a, a plus 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 size coat walking towards me, and I'm like, is that a I'm gonna just, oh my god, is that a Hershey Kiss walking towards me? Because she had a problem. <laughs> So it yeah, I'm I'm gonna get in so much trouble, but so what? Yeah. You know, whatever. This might be the last episode. This might be, this might be <laughs> my last episode. But and and, and 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 I'm not saying I'm God gift. I'm God's gift to women or God's gift to earth. But whatever. I know for a fact I sent this young person a, a, a picture of me, and they accepted what I looked like, and yeah. you know, they didn't send, and they, they described what they looked like. And I see this person, and I was highly disappointed. And 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 I, and I think if she would have said to me this would look like, I still would have hung out with her. That's because yeah, that's the type of person. It's just the honesty factor. That's that's huge. So, man. Just be- so yeah. please, everyone who just listened to what I said, also hear this part. Even if she said, I looked like this, I probably still would have hung out with her. You know, just to shop to make friends. I'm, I'm a extremely friendly dude. But I, but like Joshua, I hung out with her. We went to the crib. We shopped it up. And like yeah. I was I was gentlemanly, you know, it was, she was like, like Joshua trying to feed me. I wasn't happy. <laughs> I got it. I got fingers. I got hands. I could. It was like, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't something that, you know, just again, just because I, I felt like Joshua said I was catfished before yeah. catfish was a thing. And whomever gets upset by what I said, it wasn't, I'm giving a description of what I but said. But also, it's like, come on, like this was years ago, like people mature and grow and, right, and right. you know, like, so this is, I mean, my, this, that was like so long ago, I can't even remember, but. I, yeah, that was a long just time. Like, yo, you're talking about AOL, like this is like, I'm, this is like ages. what, like, yeah, <laughs> it was a long time ago, so. Um, this is super long ago, so like. But yeah, it's still, everybody has bad dates, dates from hell, like it's, it's it's part of what it, you know, just part of the journey of finding your significant other. So yeah. uh, this next question, uh, I'm pretty sure you're not going to skip this question. Uh-oh. Santa, uh-oh, you're, you're going to love this one. Sci-fi or horror movies? Oh, horror all okay, day, t- tell us why. Day. Tell us why, tell us why. Yo, I've, I've always, so one of the other things people may not know about me, I, I'm a horror Buff. Like I love that's my favorite genre of like movies and storytelling. Like I have podcasts of just like different like what they call creepy pastas, which is like um horror stories that people write up on Reddit and post it or whatever. And and then there's podcasts of people reading these stories. So I just I've always appreciated and loved like horror. Um, uh, I, I'm a big fan of like the occult and like you know witches and like the paranormal and stuff like that. So any movies that's based around like the occult, paranormal, um, stuff, uh, like those movies are kind of like um found footage. Like if you think of like Blair Witch Project movies like that, that one of like the greatest film. movies ever made. I'm sorry, yeah, it really was, <laughs> man. Cause you couldn't tell me they, that wasn't a real documentary. That For real, out. like yo, those people died. Okay. One of the oh, greatest man. movies yeah, ever like made. They're on the Jay Leno show like the week a week later. I'm like, huh? I thought you died. What? Um, you know, the campaign like, I, for that was amazing. It was it was per- it was perfect. It it was perfectly done. So I'm a huge fan. There's an awesome movie on um I, I think it's still on Netflix that's similar to like Blair Witch style. It's called Um The Houses October Built. And it's it's um like a found footage kind of a thing of a group of friends who are um 
road tripping across the country to find um, the scariest, like haunted fun houses, right? That you go and pay and you go through the house or whatever. Um, but on their journey, they, there's like this mythical haunted house that's, you know, the only people on the know actually know about. And you have to know people to find out where it's at and to get access to it. And they find it and they get more than they bargain for. But um, yeah, I just love horror, man. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm into it. Like, I, I just love it. I love it. What about you? What's your favorite? I, I, I'm also a big horror fan, but if I had to choose between the two, yeah. it'd probably be sci-fi, man. I love the yeah. futuristic. I love the outside of the box. I love the... That's dope. Because it's like, it's a there's a possibility. Well, there's a possibility in both horror and, <laughs> and sci-fi. But like, this didn't know that, you know movies from the 1980s like that that we have we have these we have google devices we have what was the movie that where the the home took over it was a horror movie i think it was a stanley kubrick movie uh, i could be wrong it was some horror movie where the home it was a, it was a computer ho- computer home and it took over and it, and it trapped the mm. people the family inside but the fact that you know that was both sci-fi and horror it, yeah. all in one <laughs> all in one yeah but having, but sci-fi, seeing the future, traveling to distant worlds, seeing other creatures. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a round earther. And I say that because we, we thought the earth, well, a lot of us believe that the earth is flat. And if the earth is, you know, and I say that because if not for exploration, we wouldn't find other cultures. We, mm-hmm. find, we wouldn't find other people. We wouldn't find, we wouldn't find other, other creatures. And, yeah. and, in the round, and I say the round earth, because like, I don't believe, we, and for me, this is Shavar, I don't believe we're the only beings in this universe. Mm-hmm. So, I believe, be, I'm with you on that. Be, to, be, to be able to see another uh, uh, entity outside of what we are, what we know, I think for me is dope. And, and technology, dude, cameras, we talked about cameras, the technology and cameras, microphones, being able to do a podcast from this is miles away. <laughs> so I'm I'm big into sci-fi and also the lasers and stuff like that. Pew pew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel you on that 100, percent man. Especially when you talk about like extraterrestrial like life. Like I'm I'm huge on that as well. Like Signs is one of my favorite horror right. sci-fi movies, and it's like M Night Shyamalan's take on like what if like aliens existed and 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 we saw them and the world saw them. Like how would we react and what would we do? So yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Um, but yeah, something just about horror, like just putting yourself in, in some of those situations and reflecting on like, how would you survive? What would you do? How would your, how would the essence of who you are, how would that change during a life or death situation? Um, I don't know. I just, I go through all of that and it's I, just, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. I think movies like Saw kind of turned me off from horror, the horror genre. The gruesome, the gruesome stuff, the yeah, more because, gory stuff. Yeah. Because for me, that's more of a reality. Like you, someone could actually trap you. Well, those, those, yeah, stuff like that actually exists. So sure. like, that's, that's why I kind of turned me off. That's why I'm not into certain genres of movie because of, the reality factor of it, like that could actually happen. Close. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I'm into the Jason, the Chucky, the 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 Michael Myers, like you know. Like, oh, can I tell you a crazy story about? Go for you it. You said Chucky, so I think this is this is where my 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 love probably for horror began. So, um, year when I was a little kid, um, I grew up on 183rd. Uh, and like Loring Place. So if anybody knows the Bronx, 103rd, like University, West 183rd, um, not the greatest neighborhoods. Uh, but anyway, I, I grew up there and I lived in this apartment building 
And little kid, Simpsons had just came out. So I had this friend that lived down the hall from me. And on Sundays, she would come over and we would watch The Simpsons together. Um, so at this time, the My Buddy doll had came out. So I had one of those, right? I had one. And then my mom had like kind of similar like life-size like girl doll that she had growing up. So when my friend would come over, my friend was a, a, a young girl, she would come, she would play with my mom's doll and I would play with the My Buddy doll or whatever. So I remember my mom calls us to, to go eat and we're going to go eat, watch The Simpsons. So we had the dolls, we had the dolls up and we put them um, like against my bed, like just like standing up against the bed and I'm going to go eat. So when the show finishes and we come back to the room, I turn the light on and I see the My Buddy doll holding the hands of the girl doll and then they fall. So... I'm freaking out, but I, I, I stop for a second and I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's just me. Maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. My, I turn to look at my friend. My friend left and ran out the apartment. Of course she did. <laughs> so that told me what I saw wasn't just me. Like, she saw it as well. So ever since then, um, then the Chucky movies came out and that shit freaked me out. And then, like, I buried the my buddy doll somewhere like it was just but i started to get this infatuation like yo what if right. what if like these paranormal things actually exist what if there's energies around us constantly we just can't see it but it manifests itself in different ways in, in a electric uh, electronic device and a toy and some sort of inanimate object um what if that exists and and how can we tap into that how can we connect with people maybe that we've lost is that so i don't know that that kind of like sparked my i was super scared when i was a kid but i grew up it just made me think more about like the possibilities like you said of what actually how much we actually don't know Absolutely. about like what happens to us when we pass um so yeah that was just a crazy story i tell people they're like john come on man i'm like yo i i would be the first one to say maybe i was bugging but she left too. Why would she leave? <laughs> Why would she leave if there was nothing to see? She left. She didn't say bye. Hold on. She, did, did you? Did she ever come to your house afterwards? Did she come? Uh, like, did she like say screw this? She was. Back she to... was the daughter of like my babysitter. So most of the time I would go to their house. But no, that was the last time she ever came to my house. Like, <laughs> of, course, Sunday, of course. Of uh, course. Yeah, that was, of no, course, that was the last time. Of course. Of course. She never. She never came back. Even when I told her, like I got rid of the doll. No, she didn't. <laughs> good, good, luck, good luck with that. All right, yeah, so yeah. last question from the from the from the, the the bowl. What is your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> what is my favorite dinosaur? Um, that's such a good question. I'm not gonna say the raptor because I feel like people didn't know about raptors until, until like, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park came yes, out. so I'm not gonna be one of those guys. I actually, yo. I've always loved, I mean, they're not really a dinosaur, but they lived in the prehistoric, like, era. Saber-toothed tiger. Ooh. I know it's not a dinosaur, but I'm thinking about... But from that era, got it. From that era, I mean, something about, like... A tiger with big teeth. so ferocious and so badass with those, like, canines, man. If I had to choose a more traditional, like, a, a dinosaur dinosaur, I'd probably say a triceratops. 
something about them just looks super cool. No, Again, I mean, with I, the horns. I'll let you rock out. I'll let you rock out with the, uh, the saber tooth. I'm going to go with, like, the saber tooth tiger. It's just, uh, they just look so badass, man. Yeah, saber tooth tiger, the uh, uh, top two dead or alive. Yeah, <laughs> top two dead or alive of one canine. <laughs> uh, my number one dinosaur. That's a good question because that's the first time I've ever had to answer this question, I believe. Mm. Uh, it, it, it could be, well... The, the the saber tooth you sparked that because remember as a child I love the saber tooth tiger I love tiger, saber tooth tigers like, man I, I seen the I, skull at the the museum and stuff like uh, probably uh, I mean I might have to grow with you because I was gonna see the say the T Rex it's just that the T Rex just because it's, it's quote unquote the king of dinosaurs yeah uh, but but the, the short arms make me laugh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, brontosaurus is with the long legs but i, I might yeah, have to man. run with you we might yeah. have to we have to form the pack and in, in, uh, in, in, in let's the, do it the pack of uh saber tooth tigers in, let's do it i'm with it yeah <laughs> but yo you can i mean if if also if, if if this question ever pops up again for you it'll be interesting to see if anybody ever picks um a crocodile there is a particular dinosaur from that age, the era that because that's I mean those those have existed since I mean right right they're part of that family so and they but so that'll be interesting. Shout out to Jurassic Park for introducing us to a, a plethora of dinosaur. Plethora. I know that's your word. That's why I use no, that. No, no. Like <laughs> so we're, we're about that. We're at that time where I asked the guests to. Uh, let the world know. Let the world know something. Whether it's mm. something intricate, whether it's something over the top. Like, what do you want the world to know? Whether it's about you or about life, about the future, anything. So, you know, take a moment. When mm. you're ready, let what us I know. want the world to know. Let the um, world know. Yes. That's tough. It is. It happens. <laughs> um, I think, so I, I, I spoke earlier about um, when I told the story about like being a photographer for the bookstore and everything, and then going to this book event, um, and and reading this book called Children of Blood and Bone, and and how it's a story of like you know a tribe of not even a tribe, like just people finding this magic that has always resided in them, but being able to harness that magic and use it for good. Right. So I think if there's anything I would I would share offer is like I would I would encourage folks to to find their magic and like don't give up on like finding what magic resides in you because we all we all have magic within us. I truly believe that. I think everybody has something that they can do that's magical that will bring people together in beautiful ways. But sometimes it's hard for people to see that because of the circumstances in which they live, how they've grown up, um, how they've moved throughout the world. They may not believe in magic, let alone any type of magic that resides in them. So I would say like, you know, we, we all have magic within us. That magic could be hosting a podcast. The magic could be being a super dope DJ, a cook, a uh, cyclist, uh, and I mean, there's anything, right? Uh, basketball, whatever. Like we all have magic. Like find what that magic is and harness it, and like really, really use that magic to bring good into the world. I think if more folks did that, we would be in a in a real 
in a really good place. Um, so yeah, find your magic. That's it. Find your magic. That's really dope, man. And I, and I believe, and I know you are a, a magician, magician when you're working with the young people, magician when you're with your friends, magician when you're with your family, magician with that camera, boy, you put the work in. So, I mean, <laughs> trying, bro, I, I definitely, you know, want to have you back, you know, and something I neglected to mention, you know, we have a collaborative that we, we, we need to get back on. Do you, know, you know that collaborative? Flavor Buds. Flavor Buds. Oh, so, you know, yes, we, are, we, we are two-thirds of Flavor Buds, and and hopefully I get the other third of Flavor Bud on here, and I will interview that individual, and we'll have a Flavor Bud episode. Yeah, we just, yeah that would be fly. That, that would be fly. Hell yeah. So what I want you to do is, you were going to do this earlier. Tell, tell the people, how, how can they get in contact with you? Oh, super. So you could... um. Check out my, for my photography stuff, check out um, at This Fades, T-H-I-S-F-A-D-E-S. Um, I have a website, thisfades.com. I'm actually in the process of like revamping it. So if you check it out now and check it out in a month, it may look very different, but definitely, you know, you can go to it now if you're interested in any of my services. I do portrait work. I, I do couples. I do engagements. I do all of that. Just um, when you get to the website, there's a, a message box. You could kind of type in what kind of shoot you want to do and we could work. We could, you know, talk through it. Um, yeah. Though, though, I mean, that's where you can find me and also on Twitter at this fades as well. So Instagram and Twitter at this fades and the website is www.thisfades.com. That was dope, man. You were a dope ghost. I said ghost. Ha ha. You were a dope guest. This is the paranormal aspect of everything you're talking about. <laughs> See, now you're thinking about it. <laughs> but I think it's about time for me to close out. But before I close out with some words, I do want to give some of the information people can reach me at. So I am Shavar. On the on the Twitter at Shavar, on the Instagram at just underscore Shavar, and I'm going to talk about that in a future episode where I'm not at Shavar, but I am just underscore Shavar, and you can also listen to my other podcast Synergy C N E R G. Um, thank you, Joshua, for coming on our show, and oh, and you, you said something really cool and something really dope about us as individuals, and it's about finding your magic. You know, we are magicians in our own right. We, we, we put energy out there, whether it's podcasting, whether it's basketball, whether it's photography or, or cooking or dance, that magic you're able to share, you know, puts a smile on your face. And, you know, when you saw that first magic trick, what did you do? Your, mm-hmm. fi- your face, your expression just changed. And when you when you teach your son, your daughter, your niece, your aunt, something new and, and they become amazed, that's the magic. So I want to leave you guys with that, you know, and thank you again, Joshua, uh, for coming on. Uh, thank you, brother. And find your magic. Find your magic, y'all. Shabbat, appreciate you, bro. Thank you.